Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jeanette Collazo, and you're listening to the Power of Why podcast, a show about human behavior in the workplace, productivity, human error, common sense, and critical thinking. Hello, everyone. Today we're going to talk about superstition. Okay, that this is a topic that has always, you know, been one of those things that I ask, why is it that people believe in that? So I wanted to have an episode dedicated to that because it's very, very interesting. And it's also very interesting how we believe those things to the point that it could actually affect us <laughs> and it could affect decisions that we make in our life, how we see things. So let's talk about what that is. Okay. What's superstition? So superstition refers to a belief or practice that is based on irrational or super supernatural notions rather than on reason, logic, or scientific evidence. So it's just a belief. It's something that it doesn't really have any evidence to sustain it. Superstitions often involve attributing magical or supernatural powers to certain objects, actions, or occurrences, and believing that they can bring about good luck or bad luck, influence events, or affect outcomes in some way. So these beliefs are, are typically based or passed down through cultural traditions, folklore, or personal experience, and maybe may vary widely across different societies and individuals. So superstitions can range from harmless habits, such as carrying a, a lucky charm, to a more irrational fears or avoidance behaviors. While superstitions may provide a sense of comfort or control, for some people they are generally not supported or validated by empirical evidence or rational thinking. So why are some superstitions that we believe in the United States? Because there are a list of very interesting and common superstitions. It's just that I always talk about supervision. So sorry about that. So there are, you know, 10 I'm going to list 10 of the common superstitions that we believe. So there is one that make, you know, basically says that you can't walk under a ladder because it's bad luck. So the superstition of avoiding walking under a ladder has roots in ancient times and has been passed down through various cultures, which is basically what happens with Moors. Most of these. One explanation is that learning Leaning ladders form a triangle shape, which has been considered sacred and symbolized the Holy Trinity in Christian beliefs. Therefore, walking through under this holy symbol was believed to be disrespectful and bring bad luck. So that's one of the possible origins. Another possible origin comes from practical safety concerns. Ladders can be unstable, especially when leaned against a wall or structure. So in order to prevent accidents and potential harm, people started associating walking under ladders with bad luck as a cautionary measure. So these, again, are, you know, this is a super superstition that it's ingrained in various cultures, including the United States. And, and even though the, the actual origins may be uncertain, this will be some of those possible origins. Then there is that, you know, fact that breaking a mirror, you know, it's 
a sign of seven years of bad luck. So where does that come from? Well, breaking a mirror and the resulting seven years of bad luck is believed to have originated in ancient Rome. During that time, mirrors were considered to be powerful objects with connections to the divine. Breaking a mirror was seen as an act that disrupted the reflection of one's soul. <laughs> oh my God. Of, of one's soul and brought about misfortune. This, the believing the lost lasting consequences of breaking a mirror also has ties to Greek mythology. According to ancient Greek folklore, the mirror was believed to be a gateway for the soul to enter and exit the mortal world. Breaking a mirror was thought to shatter the soul and bring about a period of seven years of bad luck as a form of punishment. Another explanation is that mirrors were once expensive and rare, so breaking one had significant financial implications. This added to the supervision. Superstition again. <laughs> This added to the superstition, as the financial loss associated with breaking a mirror was seen as another aspect of the ensuring misfortune. So that that's that's basically what could explain the the mirror superstition. So then there is another one, which is finding a four-leaf clover, which is considered lucky. So why is it that this has been considered lucky? What, where does that come from? Well, finding a, a four-leaf clover is considered lucky due to its rarity and cultural associations. The common three-leaf clover, or shamrock, has long been recognized as a symbol of Ireland and is associated with look, good luck. However, finding a clover with four leaves is much less common, make it, making it a rare occurrence which enhances its perceived luckiness. You know, it's rare, you find one, so it has to mean something. The belief in the luck of finding a four-leaf clover can be traced back to ancient Celtic and Druidic traditions. The Druids believed that four-leaf clovers had special powers and could ward off evil spirits. In Irish folklore, it is believed that each leaf of the clover represents something significant. The first leaf represents hope, the second faith, the third love, and the elusive fourth leaf represent luck. And that's the reason why we believe that, you know, finding one is, it brings good luck because it has the luck leaf. The belief in, in the luck of a four-leaf clover has also been influenced by Christianity. St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, used the three-leaf clover as a symbol to represent the Holy Trinity, which further added to its importance and association with good fortune. So that's with the four-leaf clover. Now, clover. All right. So then there is knocking on wood. You know, you say something and you want to make sure that it happens or it doesn't, we, we tend to knock on wood. So the, the practice of knocking on wood to ward off bad luck or prevent something from happening has its roots in ancient folklore and superstitions. It is believed to have originated in Europe. All the variations of this practice can be found in different cultures around the world. One explanation for the origin of this superstition comes from ancient pagan belief. It was believed that spirits and supernatural beings resided in trees and knocking on a tree would awaken 
or invoke their protection. By doing so, people believe they could ward off any potential misfortune or evil spirits. Another possible explanation stems from Christian beliefs. It is thought that the The act of knocking on wood to ward off bad luck may have originated from the practice of touching or knocking on wooden crosses or relics for protection. In Christianity, wood is associated with the cross of Jesus Christ, and knocking on wood was seen as a way to invoke divine protection and avoid tempting fate. Now, if you think about this, you know, these explanations, they make you know, a little bit of sense. Of course, they're not backed up by science or empirical evidence, but it kind of makes sense of as to why we believe in these things. So over time, the tradition of knocking on wood evolved into a common superstition found in many cultures. So today, it has become a reflexive action performed when someone wants to express a hope or design for a desire for good luck or to prevent jinxing a positive outcome. Then there is another one, which is seeing a black cat crossing your path. And that is, you know, seen as a sign of bad luck. So the, the belief that seeing a black cat crossing your path is a sign of bad luck and has been a common superstition in Western cultures for centuries. The origin of this belief can be traced back to various cultural and historical factors. So one possible explanation comes from medieval European folklore, where black cats were often associated with witchcraft and evil spirits. During the Middle Ages, believing witches and their ability to transform into animals was widespread. So black cats were believed to be witches' familiars, creatures that assisted witches in carrying out their dark deeds. Therefore, encountering a black cat was seen as a sign of being in the presence of witchcraft with an impending misfortune. And we also associate the black cat, you know, in Halloween. So you see it all the time with the witches. So it kind of makes sense. Another factor that contributed to the superstition is the association of black cats with the occult and superstitions surrounding them. In some cultures, black cats were believed to be shape-shifting spirits or even demons. The fear and distrust of these mysterious and nocturnal creatures gave rise to the belief that encountering them will bring bad luck. Additionally, in certain religious traditions, such as Christianity, black cats were associated with paganism and were seen as symbols of darkness and witchcraft. This further reinforced the negative connotations surrounding black cats and their connection to ill fortune. Poor black cats. (laughs) I love black cats, so that's that. Also, there is another superstition that opening an umbrella indoors, it's believed to bring bad luck. So it comes, it's another common superstition with unclear origins, just like the, you know, some of the ones that we have already discussed. While the exact reason behind this belief are not well documented, there are few theories that attempt to explain this existence. One theory suggests that the superstition about opening an umbrella indoors stem from practical considerations. Opening an umbrella in a confined indoor space can be hazardous and potentially cause damage. It may knock over objects, hit people, or even break valuable items. Therefore, the superstition may have originated as a cautionary measure to prevent accidents and property damage. 
Another theory links to, to the superstition to cultural and historical associations. So umbrellas have been used for centuries as protection against rain and sunlight. In many cultures, they were also associated with deities and used specifically during religious ceremonies. Opening an umbrella indoors was considered disrespect or, or even sacrilegious as it was seen as bringing the protective powers of the umbrella into an appropriate environment. So, you know, this belief suggests that opening an umbrella indoors disrupts the flow of energy or invites evil spirit. And it has roots in ancient beliefs and spiritual practices that associate cer certain actions or objects with negative energies or supernatural being. Another one And this I do all the time. Why tossing spilled salt over the left shoulder is said to, to counteract the bad luck. Well, that practice has its roots in various cultures and historical beliefs. While the exact origins is un uncertain, there are a few explanations that attempt to explain this superstition. So one theory relates to ancient beliefs about evil spirits and their connection to salt. In many cultures, salt was considered powerful substance with purifying properties. It, has, it was believed that evil spirits may be repelled by salt or that they were particularly vulnerable to it. Therefore, when salt was spilled, throwing it over the left shoulder was thought to toss it at any lurking ex evil spirit and protect against potential harm or misfortune. Now, why is it that the left side, it, you know, why not the right side? Well, in Christianity, the left side is often associated with evil or the devil, while the right side is associated with goodness or good. Remember, the bad guy and the good guy. By throwing salt over the left shoulder, it was believed that one could counteract any potential influence from the left side and restore balance and protection. And I think this is one of the reasons why left-handed people were considered evil before, because of the left and side, right side symbolism. Additionally, the left shoulder is commonly associated with the heart, which has been historically considered the seat of emotions and the soul. So tossing salt over the left shoulder may have symbolized the act of purifying or cleansing, cleansing the heart, thus warding off negative energies and bad luck. Another one in this I practice as well is if you find a penny, picking it up will bring good luck. You know, what? where does that come from? Well, It's a common superstition with multiple possible origins. So some, some explanations are the symbolic value. So pennies bring the form of currency, have historically been associated with wealth as, and prosperity. Finding a penny may symbolize unexpected financial blessings or a sign that good fortune is coming your way. Also, see a penny, pick it up. All day long, you'll have good luck. This Rhyme is often recited alongside the act of finding and picking up a penny. The repetition and rhyming structures may self serve as a mnemonic device to reinforce the belief in the lucky nature of finding pennies.
Also, serendipity and possible reinforcement gives value to this superstition because finding money unexpectedly, even if it's just a small denomination like a penny, can generate feelings of joy, surprise, and gratitude. These positive emotions may create a sense of good luck or attract more positive experiences. And also cultural references. In various cultures, there are stories of or traditions that associate finding coins, including pennies, with luck or spiritual significance. And this is basically what, you know, supports that belief. Another superstition is that stepping on a crack in the sidewall is thought to bring bad luck. And it's very common as well. The first reason why this could be believed is based on the mother's back. The most popular explanation for this supervision is that saying, step on a crack, break your mother's back. And that's commonly thought when, when we talk about this. So the belief suggests that stepping on cracks is in the pavement may cause harm to one's mother or bring about unfortunate events. This superstition likely arose as a way to encourage children to be cautious and avoid potential hazards. Also, it could be associated to uneven surfaces and accidents. There is a practical aspect to this belief as well and makes sense. So stepping on a crack can cause uneven surface, potentially leading to trips, falls, or accidents. So over time, this practical concern may have developed into superstitious belief associated to bad luck. Also, because of psychological reinforcement. So superstition often relied on psychological reinforcement. If someone believes that stepping on a crack will bring bad luck and, and they subsequently experience something negative after doing so, they may attribute it to the superstition rather than consensual, coincidental factors. So this reinforces the belief. And also cultural stories and folklore. Like many superstitions, the belief in the backlog associated with stepping on a crack may have cultural origins in various stories, folklore, or traditions. So these narratives can contribute to the per perpetuation of superstition. Also, placing a horseshoe above, above, above a doorway, you know, and why is it this considered lucky? Well, there is a symbolic shape, okay? So that's one of the reasons. So horseshoes have a distinctive shape resembling a U or a crescent moon. Both the U shape and the crescent moon have been associated with good luck and protection in various cultures throughout history. The horseshoe's shape is thought to create a protective barrier, warding off spirits and bringing positive energy into the home. Also, because of metal properties, horseshoes are traditionally made of iron, a material believed to have magical properties in many cultures. Iron was considered a symbol of strength and protection against malevolent forces. So by hanging a horseshoe made of iron above the doorway, people believed that they were inviting good luck and protection into their homes. Also, mythology. Horseshoes have been mentioned in various folk tales and mythologies as objects with powerful protective qualities. One popular legend involves Saint Dunstan, a blacksmith who was said to have nailed a horseshoe to the devil's hoof. Ew, this is 
scary, causing him great pain and forcing him to promise never to enter a home with a horseshoe about the door. This story and similar tales have reinforced the belief in the horseshoe's protective powers. And also historical association. So through history, horses have been highly valued animals and horseshoes were essential for their well-being. The association between horses and good and luck may have translated into the belief that horseshoes bring good fortune. Also, horseshoes were often found on battlefields as a result of horses being present and surviving a battle was considered lucky. So this connection could potentially explain why we believe that. So those are 10 of the most common superstitions that we have in the United States. Now, from a psychological standpoint, why is it that people believe in superstition? There are these, you know, traditions and we pass it over, you know, from generation to generation, but there needs to be something that allows this to maintain its existence. So there must be something that we are gaining from superstition. So the first one is emotional comfort. So superstitions can provide a sense of comfort and security by offering the belief that certain actions or objects have the power to control or influence outcomes. So people may turn to superstitions during uncertain or stressful times as a way to alleviate anxiety and regain a sense of control. Also, cultural and societal influences. They are often deeply ingrained in cultural and associated practices. So people may grow up hearing and observing supervisions from their families, communities, or even media. So this belief can be passed down through generations and become a part of one's identity and belief system. Another reason is attribution of cause and effect. So superstitions can provide our simplified explanation for complex events or outcomes. When people experience positive outcomes after engaging in superstitious behavior, they may attribute it to the superstition, reinforcing their beliefs. So you really think that it comes from there. So that gives you quote unquote empirical evidence in, you know, based on your experience. So when negative events occur, despite not following a superstition pace, people may perceive it as a failure to follow the belief rather than a random chance. Also, observational bias. People tend to remember instances where a superstition seemed to come true, but may forget or dismiss cases where it did not. So this bias can lead to an overvaluation of the superstition's effectiveness and reinforce its belief and power. Also, cognitive shortcuts. Superstitions often rely on heuristics or mental shortcuts that help simplify decision-making. So instead of carefully analyzing every situation, people may rely on quick associations between certain actions or objects and desired outcomes. This can lead to the belief that certain superstitions are effective even there, even if there is no logical or rational basis for it. And another one is social reinforcement. So superstitions can be reinforced through social interactions. If people around you consistently adhere to specific superstitious beliefs and attribute their success or, or failure to them, it creates a social norm that encourages believing these, in those superstitions. So as you see, there is always a reason for us. I've mentioned before that humans have two main motivators in life. The first one is to be happy. The second one is to avoid pain and in that order. So as you see, superstitions can either validate being happy with good luck and or avoiding pain as to protect yourself 
from evil spirits or negative outcomes. So it does make sense and it's kind of fun because it's a cultural thing. Now, of course, I just went through some of the supervisions that we believe in the United States, but we have to understand that there are different cultures and different beliefs around the world. So in order to explain some beliefs in other cultures, we should be able to explain it based on those cultures. For example, you guys know that I'm Puerto Rican and in Puerto Rico, we have additional superstitions and, and it comes from our own, you know, culture and the symbolism of our ancestors and so on. So as you can see, superstitions are always going to be there. Maybe we're going to continue to develop more as time passes. So you know, it is what it is. So basically, that's what I want to talk about superstition. I always like to know why do people believe in that? And why is it that that type of, you know, belief exists? So I wanted to know, and I wanted to share. So thank you. I think that is all for today. And until next time. Thanks for listening to The Power of Why with your host, Jeanette Collazo. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share. And also, you can send us an email to thepowerofwhypodcast at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will join us next time.